Last week we covered a lot, and I understand if you're confused, there is still so much to cover. And it's really hard to know where to begin with any of this. It's like being asked, hey, tell me about the Earth. That's a lot to cover. But you know about the celestial oppressors. You know about death, and you know about his rebellion. So now we move to the most powerful presences in the underworld, death's children. And where better to begin than with his first? This is the School of the Dead. I am Andrew Seco, and I will be your teacher for the day. Our textbook for the class will primarily be the Chronicle of the Underworld, but any supplementary materials will be linked or noted. So let's dive into this rich universe, starting with the voluptuous and royal Queen Gethsemane. The Alltaker is complex and curious. Just as he was learning about mortals, he was learning about himself, and he was curious about his nature. It's that curiosity that led him down the path of creation. The Alltaker drew from the collective subconscious of humanity. He took all these minds and roaming thoughts and put them into a mind and a body, made to be beautiful in every way. She is the Alltaker's first creation, Gethsemane. She is made from the mothers, daughters, wives, and sisters of the mortal realm, each of them a part of her, each of them a voice inside her, all the good and all the bad, all the kind and all the stern, all the passion and all the rage. She represents the Alltaker's humanity, emotions, and dynamism, but she is so, so much more. She was granted a power unique in the underworld, the power of true creation, and she was crowned the Queen of the Dead. She is an artist with spirit-born and soul-born alike. She physically constructs them, making their bodies. Quick note, spirit-born is somebody who's created in the underworld, but soul-born is somebody created in the mortal realm. That's you and me. She is chaotic and unpredictable in her perfect beauty. She's mercurial, and her passions rule her, though no one would dare question her, or question her loyalty to the Alltaker. Death is unsure if she knows the true terror of the power she holds, and Death is wary of her ambition. But Gethsemane is not unquestioning herself. She considers Death and how he made her. She contemplates which parts of her nature were designed by Death, and which parts are truly her own self. And this internal struggle of identity and duality fuels and frames many of her actions. Nearly everyone that's in the underworld is connected to Queen Gethsemane. She personally creates almost every body and form for all of the mourners. Naturally, there are a few that slip between the cracks, but we'll get to that another day. But I'm sure that you understand that after creating these forms, Gethsemane feels like a mother to every single mourner in the underworld. And it, even though they're not all members of the faction of flesh, she still claims them as her own because she made them. They're her children and she's their mother. She walks this fine line between this sort of motherly yet seductive character she wants to do what's best for her children, and she'll do whatever 
it takes to make that happen. But this fierceness is a gift and also a cause of concern for a lot of mourners. She'll make sure that her children succeed, but whether or not that's supportive and kind and sweet doesn't matter. She'll make sure that her children succeed. In the graphic novel called Grave Tales, there's a particular comic called To Hell With Heaven. In it, Gethsemane asks help from her adoptive daughter, Kier, a character we'll talk about in detail in the future, but for now, you should know that Kier is a fallen angel who will do anything for the Alltaker. And you should know that the only thing that Kier wants more than vengeance against the angels who wronged her is peace. Gethsemane asks Kier to go to the edge of reality itself, near the Veil of Shadows, and face an enemy that could ruin Death's Rebellion before it ever happens. At least that's what she says. She says that this enemy could be the very downfall of the Underworld. And when Kier arrives, she's greeted with a mirror image of herself. However, the figure is distorted and angelic, an illusion, begging Kier to come back to heaven. Surely you know we welcome you back. She says, Gethsemane sent Kier to the edge of reality to face herself. Gethsemane's implying that Kier could be the linchpin, the very thing that ruins Death's plan because she's an angel. Gethsemane teaches Kier that she is imbalanced. She teaches Kier her strengths and weaknesses. She forces Kier to face the harshest reality of all. It took a literal plunge to the heart, but Gethsemane says to Kier, I've helped eradicate one of your flaws. Then she holds Kier in a chokehold and tells her, when they are no longer enough, when you long for the embrace of someone who understands you, then you will see that everything I do to you, I do out of love. Her love is fierce. Her lessons are harsh. She will make you understand. She will make you learn. She will force you to grow no matter the cost. I don't think anyone in the underworld feels at ease around Gethsemane, but they love her and they fear her. She is certainly chaotic. She is undoubtedly unpredictable. You can't know how she's going to respond to something, but you can be on your best behavior. She's not the queen because there's some sort of long-standing line of royalty. It's because she earned it. She earned her power their respect, and after all, she is their mother. Gethsemane is the leader of the faction of flesh, and she is the perfect vision of the flesh faction, from her mercurial mood to her chaotic anger, but also her ability to adapt and create and destroy. She is recognized as one of, if not the most powerful necromancer in the underworld. As a refresher from the previous video, necromancy is the art of crafting undead beings and shaping and changing their bodies. And through necromancy, flesh can be changed, reassembled, healed, and wounded. The faction of flesh offers a window into humanity. Those who study necromancy get a closer understanding of mortals and their lives. After all, all mortals do have flesh. Members of the flesh faction come to understand humanity through a very specific lens. They understand the desire for creation and destruction. They understand that life is short and that all we have is this very moment. So members of the flesh faction adapt. 
They become what's best for right now. They live in the moment, which is something that many mourners can't understand. Time works differently in the underworld, and some people don't spend each moment valuing that time. Even death is playing the long game with the rebellion. But members of the flesh faction feel that urgency. They understand it. Gethsemane understands it and feels something more. So she adapts. Many members of the faction of flesh change their form to fit the moment. And Gethsemane absolutely does the same. In fact, many times she changes her form just to walk amongst the mourners. This is definitely best seen in the graphic novel Grave Tales, specifically in the comic Mourner for a Moment, where Queen Gethsemane changes her form and walks through the streets of Ilverness, seeking out memories. Many soul-born mourners from the mortal realm carry memories of their lives. These memories are rare and precious, experiences that spirit-born mourners could never have. And so many seek out these memories, almost like an addiction, and if they do become addicted and experience too many memories, many mourners end up lost and confused, unsure of who they were before the memories, and become someone new after. But Gethsemane seeks to understand humanity, and through it herself. She's already comprised of so many voices that having more memories mingled in only provides context, not confusion. She wants to understand what it means to be human, what humanity feels like. She wants to be close to it and inside of it, not just be a bystander. And so, just as her flesh changes, so too does her mind, her ambitions, her nature. She continues to create. She's not looking for perfection because she sees beauty in imperfection. She's looking to breathe life into something new. And she's ready for rebellion, for with it there will come great change. And in Ilverness, the faction of flesh still vies for great power against the faction of bone. Another topic for another day. Gethsemane is ready for change. Gethsemane is ready to rise, conquer, and rule. And that is Queen Gethsemane, queen of the dead, mother to all the undead, master of necromancy, the art of crafting undead beings. If you have any questions, as always, you can ask us in our comments on any social media, or you can ask us directly in our Instagram story. So we'll answer the most common questions later this week, but for now, I have a question for you. People pay a whole lot of money for the best of memories in the underworld. Which of your memories is the most expensive? Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of School of the Dead. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, make sure you stay tuned because next week we're going to talk about Zyle, the leader of the Faction of Bone. All right, mortals, now go. Rise, conquer, and rule. <laughs>